You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness, and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness, and physiology right now. Dr. Nader visited The Hague, Netherlands, during the week of the 4th International Ayurveda Congress, hosted in Leiden. Students gathered to hear Dr. Nader answer questions on a wide variety of topics. In your paper, Consciousness is All There Is, you talk about what is real but not about what is true. What is the relationship between what is real and what is true? Real is just to define for those who have maybe not read the paper. To say something is real is a relative term, which means it's real for me that I am seeing an apple. And the apple is real. It is there. It's in front of me. It's on the table. And therefore, the relationship between the observer and the object of observation leads to an experience of something that we call real. And therefore, it's real in a relative term because we don't know how the bird sees the apple or how the tree sees the apple or experience it or not at all. And therefore, what is an apple for a human being? What is an apple for a particle, for a bacterium, for any other aspect of nature? It's a different thing. It's a different level of interaction. So what we call reality, we say, is structured in consciousness, is structured in the state of consciousness. So we say that reality is different in different states of consciousness. For example, when you fall asleep and you dream, then you see a tiger or you see a snake or you see, a, you know, something beautiful happens, something grand and you experience colors, you can fly, you can do things. And during the dream, these are real, they feel to be real. So reality is different in different states of consciousness. And when you are awake also, your appreciation of things is different based on how alert you are, your kind of mood you have, the kind of feelings you have, and the level of your consciousness. If you're in cosmic consciousness, you see yourself as unbounded and that is felt to be real and you see the outer values as changing and they feel as if they are not real because they're changing all the time. When you're in God consciousness, it's a different experience. When you're in unity consciousness, there is the sense of wholeness, the sense of oneness everywhere. So reality changes. What you experience as real changes. And not only in these stages, but in various range of changes between cosmic consciousness, God consciousness, and unity consciousness. When we talk about true, it means almost referring to something that is absolute, that is independent of the observer. And what is true is pure consciousness. It's pure being. That is the ultimate truth. So when we say, I'm looking for the truth or for what is true, if it's meant in terms of, in absolute terms, what is true, and that is, you can say, consciousness is all there is. 
and the rest are impressions, are things that appear to be real in different ways to different observers, but they are not in themselves as individual situations and circumstances or individual objects. They are not independent from consciousness. That's why the term maya is used, the term illusion, the illusion that things are real on their own level, whereas they are not real on their own level. They are only real to the observer. And do they have a reality at all that is absolute? One can imagine that they are on a virtual level. There is a concept of an apple, a concept of a tree, a concept of a human or a concept that is in the absolute, in the absolute field of life. And these concepts are unmanifest. And then they appear and they become real, but they become real differently again for different observers. So reality is a relative thing. Relative means relative to who is observing. How you define reality depends, you have to say, who is defining, who is talking about it. And that is why it's relative. And what is ultimate, what is truth, is that everything is made out of consciousness and everything is an appearance in consciousness. Now, you can say also there is relative truth. It's not only absolute truth. And when you talk about relative truth, it becomes like reality. But it's a sense of truth versus non-true something that is true or something that is false. And reality is something that exists and something that does not exist. So that is how you can also differentiate. Truth is that this phenomenon actually took place. Is it true that you ate the apple this morning? Yeah, I ate the apple this morning. Then it is true. Is it real? Yeah, it's also real because it's a reality about the fact that there was an apple and now the apple has been eaten and is not there anymore. And you know you ate the apple. So this is a real phenomenon. But we usually apply the term real to objects and truth to phenomena. So it is true that this happens. You don't say usually the apple is true. Doesn't mean much. What do you mean the apple is true? The apple is real. What is true is that the apple is sitting on the table and it's real for you because that's how you see the apple, that's how you see the table and you come to a conclusion that this is a true statement. So on the relative level, we can also differentiate between truth, which is about phenomena and about things happening and reality, which are about mostly objects. But these are, you know, terms of how we define them. In terms of the holistic picture, we can say, you know, there is relative truth, there is relative reality, there is absolute truth, and there is absolute reality also. The absolute truth and absolute reality is that consciousness is all there is, and everything else is an appearance within consciousness, is a perspective of consciousness looking at itself in different ways. Hello. Uh, so I have a question. What is the relationship between intuition and pure knowledge? Thank you. Intuition is something that is towards the future, which means you have a feeling mostly that something is going to happen. 
And that deep feeling, if it is correct, if it comes to be true, you call it intuition. But if it is knowledge, it means it's already something that is documented, that is known, and that is commonly experienced and commonly believed to be a true thing. Again, here there is relative knowledge, relative true knowledge. We go back to truth and what is true and what is not. And we have to define this in terms of what are the conditions, who is the person talking about it or the reality of knowledge. So there is relative knowledge that can be true in relative terms, which means, let's say, I know that there are trees in the forest. (laughs) I know that a friend of mine came to see me yesterday. Is this a true knowledge? Yes, it's true. I know it's true. It came, it happened. I know this happened. So that is true knowledge. Now you say, I have an intuition that my friend is going to come and see me, or my friend is going to call me. And there you can say, well, is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? Once it happens, then your intuition was correct. And you say, this is a true intuition. Now, if the question is directed towards saying, when I have a feeling or a thought, is it real? Is it, can I count on it? Well, this depends on your clarity of consciousness. If you have a very clear awareness, if your mind is settled like a settled pond, then it can feel the vibrations. Even if you touch the pond, you can see the waves on it. And the same way, if we have our mind settled and deeply quiet, we can feel things in the environment. We can feel that our friend is not happy or they are happy or they achieved something, they have succeeded in their tests or they are running through a problem, they have a difficulty and therefore we can feel it because we are on that very subtle, very settled level of awareness which is able to experience the fine changes and vibrations in the environment and then we say, okay, I have an intuition And the intuition comes to be a true knowledge once we achieve or realize that this actually happens. Otherwise, if one's mind is unsettled, one's mind is agitated, then one can have all kinds of thoughts. You know, one can feel stress and then can feel, my friend is not happy, I'm sure they have trouble. Maybe oneself has the trouble and you yourself have the stress that's coming out and you project it to your friend. And therefore, even though you feel very strongly that your friend is not happy with you or not happy in their life, they might have nothing to do with your friend. It's all in your own imagination and it's your own projection. In this case, we have to say that this is not truly intuition or if it's some kind of feeling, which it is, It is not correct. It's not true. And therefore, we cannot always count on what happens to our feelings and to our mind if we are tired, if we are not rested. And sometimes, even if we are rested, we might have ideas and thoughts and they might never actually get realized. It would be just because we are worried about the person. You know, somebody thinks of their friend going on a trip or 
going kayaking in a river which is very rough or something and then they are worried oh they're worried they see them in their mind that they fell they hurt themselves and they get worried and nothing has happened or nothing would happen but the worry the sense of stress that we have make us imagine things and worry about things that are not going to happen they are not really true So we have to be very careful about what we call intuition, what we call feeling, and whether these are going to be premonitions of things that actually happen, because it really depends on our own state of consciousness, our own fears, our own expectations, our own desires, or on the other hand, our own state of rest and activity or our own evolution and and all of these things come together to create different feelings and that's why ultimately it's important to be rested to transcend to be clear in the mind and then one can have you know intuitions and feelings and they can be true about events And also, of course, the more one is connected with a specific situation, the more one is able to feel it or connect it. So that's why we feel that between, you know, a mother and her child or children, if she is really very deeply concerned about something, it can be that she would feel things and more than some stranger would try to feel about somebody. So this connectedness is also very important. And it's like a kind of entanglement, you know, two particles that come together and then they split and they have some connection that is there. And this connection remains even over long distances. And that is uh, part of the physics law. So even between human beings, if you are deeply connected to somebody, you're more likely to feel something if something happens to them than if you are not connected. Or if you're connected deeply uh, to a situation that is going to happen to you in the future, such as, let's say, an earthquake going to happen or something, and you're going to face the difficulty, it can happen that sometimes the people have premonitions and they feel, ah, I felt something wrong, and then it actually happens. But it doesn't have to be all negative. You can have very beautiful intuitions about beautiful things happening to people. And, you know, you can feel the joy for them. And that can also be a very positive intuitions. Knowledge, on the other hand, is whether things happen or don't happen, what things are or are not. Again, it is relative in terms of objects and situations from different levels of consciousness. And it can be absolute. And the absolute knowledge is that phenomena of consciousness happening, interacting with themselves and creating all the realities of life and absolute knowledge we have an absolute state of consciousness, which is the highest states of unity consciousness. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.